Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, Jer Mom, joined as always by Jer Dad. Hi. How are you doing, Jer Dad? Pretty good. <sighs> Think times are tough in the Golden Ratio household. Just yeah. trying times. There's a feedback loop between us and the dogs. There's tenseness among the members of us all. It kind of affects everybody. So let me get to the cocktail of the week before we jump into the dog update. Just a little preview. Okay. So last week we were talking about the cocktail you made for yourself in Florida, <laughs> which was like a gin and tonic with a bunch of le- uh, lime cordial in it. And yes. You, you, I was like, that's different. You could name that. And you call it the Ingo's mistake, which <laughs> I thought was really funny. But then I remembered after you said that, that there is a cocktail called the Negroni Sbagliato, which is Italian for the Negroni mistake. Yeah. So a normal Negroni is gin, Campari, and sweet vermouth. Mm-hmm. The Negroni Sbagliato is champagne, Campari, and sweet vermouth. So it's like, oops, put champagne instead of the gin. It's a, quite a fortuitous mistake. Yeah, I'm rolling my eyes. So, it's all fancy-like. They're, they're just thinking there is actually a cocktail called the, the mistake, basically. Spelliato. One of the few things I remember from college Italian is if you call someone and you have the wrong number, you say Spelliato numero, the wrong number. Oh. But it's spelled with that GL that Americans don't say, right? Like in consigliere, but Americans say consigliere. Yeah, GL yeah, yeah, yeah. is kind of like a Y, consigliere, Spelliato, S-P. There's a, there's a G in Spelliato. There's a G, yeah. Oh, it's silent. Yeah. It, it's a slightly different sound, but anyway... So that's going to be the cocktail of the week. I can still trademark my name. It's the Ingo's fine. Mistake, yes. And then the Negroni's Belliato. Someone might have already, quote unquote, invented that drink before, though. I don't know. I don't know that it's good enough to have been all. invented. Oh, <laughs> a dagger. All right, let's talk some dog <laughs> updates. Let, let me just... Wait, did, did you talk about the cocktail of the week this week? That's or it. Did you... this, the Negroni's Belliato is the cocktail of the week. Oh. Yeah. But that wasn't clear. I thought you were just... I said it. You just missed it. We'll rewind the tape later. (laughs) If I'm confused, there might be one or two other people. Well, that's certainly true. One or two, though. Okay, so let us begin with a bitch session (laughs) about how things are right now. We can do this because the dogs don't speak English. And we love them. And we do. Okay, so Remoulade, new dog, Remy. He's a good boy. He is not fixed. Yeah. He and a thing that happens. So one, dogs get nervous, especially rescue dogs. They come in, they're freaked out. They hump things. We had one dog who was would hump one of our dog beds just aggressively and sort of nonstop. Embarrassingly. Like path, not yeah, just like, oh, funny. Obsessive. Like, yeah, it was really bad. We had to put the dog bed in the car. Because and then it, and then he stopped. Because we had it in the basement, but he found it in the basement. It was really a, and and this happens they get where they get some like weird kind of mental fixation, um, and and sometimes it's not quite that severe. Yeah. Like he couldn't do anything except hump that I mean, bed. He could have like instead he could have licked the lamp obsessively or something something weird that is. It's usually repetitive. humping though. It's usually humping. Oh. They get this humping repetitive humping on a thing, um, but sometimes especially intact males when they are nervous like when they come in to rescue will just hump stuff not quite as aggressive not with quite as much focus 
And Remy has sort of reached that stage. So the like the second day he was here, he was trying to hump Brody a lot. And Brody's just super anxious anyway. Like he's got some pretty serious anxiety problems. And so I'll see. The good thing is Remy cannot manage to mount Brody. He just kind of stands next to him. But he'll, you know, he's way up in his business. He's putting his head on Brody's back and kind of pushing and following him around, like on top of him all the time. Yeah. And so then I'll try to correct Remy. And Brody freaks out. And I'll be like, Remy, come over here. And Brody's like, I'm going to go stand right where you're going. And I was like, you jerk. The point is to get the two of you apart. I mean, that's the problem. If you say no to one dog, there's at least three other dogs who get stricken. Mm-hmm. And so, and then Remy has started humping the cushions on the couch on occasion. And so we've started him on some anti-anxiety medicine. But I'm also having to crate him because there's just like... Like, Brody just keeps getting more anxious, but he won't just correct him. He won't just, like, growl at him, uh, which is what he should do. Would likely fix it, yeah. I mean, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let Remy do his thing, and eventually Brody will snap at him, and Brody has, and Brody just looks at me like, things are very stressful, Jen. I'm suffering. And just be like, just tell him no. Like, he'll listen to you. Like, won't listen to me. So, like, Remy, we have a big giant crate. Remy is in the crate now. It does not trouble him to be in the crate. It no. helps him settle down. But I don't like putting... I would like them all to just lay around and relax, which he will a couple weeks after he's fixed. We got another month of this bullshit. And <laughs> I was emailing the rescue group, and uh, we have... There's always a team for every... It's always the same team for every dog that comes in. <laughs> it's you know, always the same team. It's five people. It's not like, oh, each dog gets its own little team. There's five people. There's like the medical coordinator, the adoption coordinator, the intake person. So there's the team. And I was like, man, you guys, like, I can't wait to get him fixed. Like, normally I I would do it the day we got him, but we have to wait till he finishes his antibiotics for the Lyme. And I was like, I can't wait till I can get this dog fixed because, like, you know, he's just making everything so stressful. He's trying to hump the other dog. Uh, and I said, toxic masculinity ruins the party again. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the situation with him. And then Brody is super on edge. And so today I was like, let me put Brody in a different room. So Remy, cause Remy's not trying to hump anybody else. Yeah. If he tried to hump Guac, Guac would absolutely give him the business. Um, uh, but he hasn't shown any interest in humping anybody else. So I put Brody in my office which has a little like baby gate on it. And Brody's like, I don't want to be in here. And he starts barking. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to let him have a little extinction burst. Like let him freak out for a minute and then he will calm down. And instead what he did. He did get quieter. He, I'm like, what's he doing? I thought he was scratching at the bars of the gate. And I go look and he's got his head turned sideways and he's chewing on the bars of the baby gate. Chewing on the bars. (laughs) I was like, like in those old so westerns squeaky. where they take a file and they file at those iron bars. Like, <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Okay. Broads, broads, broads. He's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Otherwise, before we move on to foods, so Remy, very sweet boy. He's a sweet boy. He loves getting pets and scratches. Yeah. Um,. We did a blood glucose curve on him today, which is where you take their blood sugar levels every 12 hours. Like you start right before breakfast and then you follow it through right before dinner. Um, So you kind of see what it is before they eat and then how it changes over the course of the day after they eat. 
So he's not terrible. I mean, it's still a little high. It was like between like 350 and 550. Um, you kind of want it under 300. Though Cheggs, we didn't really get much under 300. And he's still like the other marker showed up as well controlled. So this is a very good sign. So we're going to up his insulin a tiny bit um, at the end of this week. And then hopefully he'll be right in the middle of where he needs to be for when we go see the eye surgery people in a few weeks. Yeah, he, he wasn't on insulin before a couple of weeks ago. So this is all still subject to adjustment. Yeah. Um, you know, they just like for any insulin you put in the dog's weight and then there's like a recommended dose and that's what you start them on and that's why you do this glucose curve so he still he needs a little bit more to manage it and so you figure out the right amount um so that's good he but insulin my we have a lot of diabetic followers who understand the struggles so insulin there's different brands of insulin and they come in different size bottles and there are u40 and u100 which is a size of syringe and it says on the bottles for some reason, like use with a U40 syringe or use with a U100 syringe. They're different sizes. That U100 is, I guess the U40 is two and a half times bigger. Than, it has different units. It's different units. Right? So if you get yeah. one, if you get like two units in a U40, then you need 2.5 times as many. It, so five units in a U100 syringe. And so you, you don't mix syringes. If you get a bottle that has dosage for U40, use a U40 syringe. And so they sent us insulin, but only like a dozen U40 syringes, which last six days. We had a ton of U100 syringes from Chegg's. And I was like, we're going to run out of U40 syringes. And so I find, and then I was like, maybe I can fit the U40 amount in the U100. And they had sent some U100 syringes, but they were too small. But fortunately, we found some bigger U100 syringes that we have so we could convert his U40 dose to a U100 dose and not run out of syringes because syringes, you can just buy insulin at CVS without a prescription, but the syringes you need a prescription for, and no one will give us prescription syringes unless we get the dog in, which we can't do with anybody for three weeks. So we were just gonna be friggin' out of syringes and then I got the, I managed to talk to the vet tech who took him in, you know, after the owners gave him up, who had him for like the week before we got him. She works at the clinic that took him in and she's lovely. And I was like, could you email me a prescription for the syringes? And she's like, sure. So she emails it. Chewy has syringes. Lots of places have syringes, but you have to mail them the original prescription. So I could not use the emailed version. And that's not going to help me when I have like eight syringes left. I was very stressed. This was like a one one night this week. I think Voods woke me up at 1.30. And I was up until 5.30. And one of the things that I did in the middle of the night when my brain would not let me go back to sleep was figure out that we did in fact have some one half cc 100 U100 syringes that would fit his dosage from the U40s. Which solves the problem partially, but it's a lot. It's math and it just seems inefficient and it's a weird... It's weird to me that this isn't standardized. What a pain in the ass. It's the same drug, and you got this two different rail systems that don't really interact. It's just weird. Yeah. So he's doing okay, and we've got, like, T-minus 18 days until we get him fixed. <laughs> and that's going to be better. Yeah. I mean, it takes a couple of weeks after they get fixed for the testosterone to get out of their systems and for them to stop being assholes, but we're on the path. Okay, so that's Remy. He's a <laughs> he's a, humping aside, very sweet, affectionate boy. Loves to have his belly rubbed. 
loves to get his head scratched. He's pretty clingy in a good way. Mm-hmm. A very kind of Velcro-y. Yeah, he's a good boy. Um, yeah, Brody's having a lot of anxiety, which obviously is heightened by the routine being disrupted, but it's it's frustrating that we can't make him feel better because he's on a lot of medicine to help with it. Yeah. And, you know, there's only so much you can medicate. So he's just, he's having a tough time. He might be better in Florida. Guac is doing great. Good job, Guac. <laughs> Guac is a rock. If we put Guac with, together with his avocado and he is just a, a quiet gentle soul like he could have been an asshole this week with voods like trying to play with him or stomping on him and he has not been he's been great that's right he's missed he misses voods and playing rough with voods you can kind of tell that guac wants to sometimes do it but he he's controlled himself and he's very kind of sensitive to the situation yep uh hops is doing good her leg is you know pretty much healed up the first coming back in no problems mm-hmm. um vink is has had kind of an outbreak on her tongue which you've seen we talked about it on the last podcast and i was like no 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 it's worse than you thought uh does not seem like it's gonna turn into a full-fledged thing like it does sometimes where she breaks out everywhere but we're keeping an eye on it and then votes all right so votes is back he's actually been pretty good he's been quite stoic about the whole thing I'm, i'm i'm surprised pleasantly not trying to lick it. Yep. Thank God. Man, because I got a little sleeve for it, and the sleeve has managed to slide itself down lower than the incision, but he hasn't tried to lick it at all. He's and been really good about not licking it, yeah. And we got a week. We're halfway through the time of the staples. Like, we don't have to make it a lot farther, so it looks like it's going to be okay. And it's, uh, I mean, it's a broken leg, right? It's broken for therapy. For, I mean, to be repaired, they broke it. Yes. And he's like being careful walking on it, but he's but he's able to go like out in the yard and do his business. I mean, I'm I'm surprised at how well he's handling it, instead of just kind of like curling up in a ball. Yeah, he's doing good. He doesn't seem like he's in a lot of pain. Um, I mean, we've been giving him codeine on schedule, which I think helps and it help, keeps him calm. Um, but he, there's no times where I'm like, ooh, he really looks like he's uncomfortable. Um, yeah. The main thing is so. We have had him in my office, which is the little side room here at the baby gate. Yeah. He does not like being in there. He was okay for the first couple of days, and now he's like, no. It's boring in here, guys. So what he really wants to do is be outside all the time. Yeah. But we can't let him be outside without supervision. He's not allowed to do stairs. He's not allowed to like walk run. on the ramp. He can't run. Yeah. He has to be really careful. Um so it's tempting to be like, just let him lay in the yard because most of the time he just lays there and then you look out and like, what the hell is he doing? I don't know. <laughs> He's climbing a tree or something I mean, today, crazy. like I was in my office on a call. <sighs> the uh, the dogs were sleeping in the living room. Jaredad went upstairs. We're not allowed to leave Voodoo unsupervised, but we both were like, he's sleeping in the living room. I come out of my office and he's on the couch. Like literally on the list is do not let the dog get on the furniture. I don't know how he got up there with one working back leg, but he was up there. <laughs> and then I was on the next call and I moved my computer out into the living room and Voodoo's trying to get off the couch. And I was like, hang on, hang person on. I'm on the call with my dog's trying to get off the couch. Uh, boy, Voodoo's, you're trying to maintain three-legged status, man. Yeah uh you know it's hard for him to get up he can get up by himself the help him up harness that we have I've, we've talked about this before so the, the brand is help em help him up h-e-l-p-e-m-u-p their website is like help him up.com 
there's a lot of harnesses like on Amazon. You'll, you'll find not this brand. You'll find other ones. I have tried them. They do not work. But this one is like amazing that it is just the other ones are kind of worthless pieces of crap. And this thing is like a miracle of engineering. Yeah. So if you have a dog that like you need to help up or like you need to lift into the car and stuff like I can't lift. I can't like squat down and pick up foods and put them in the car. Right. Because he weighs 95 and I'm just not strong enough to lift him with my upper body like that. Uh, with this thing, like he's got two handles on the back, like one between the shoulder blades and one at the butt. And I can literally like straight lift him up and put him in things. So if you have a dog that you need to do that, like it's they are sort of expensive and a million times worth it to get that. So yeah. we, he's in that most of the time now. So we can help him stand up if he wants to do stuff. So which he can sort of do by himself, but we don't want him putting that weight on there. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the things I never would have thought about that work on this one are you know he can he can poop and pee with no problem you can yep. you can pick up just his butt or you can pick up just the front whatever you need or you can use both handles and just pick him up completely which if you have a stubborn asshole dog stinker like him <laughs> you know and we can't there's there's a limit to how much we can bribe him cuz he'll he'll balloon up uh you can just i can just kind of pick him up by both handles like he's a suitcase and and you know carry him a few feet and then he realized well all right i better put my feet down yeah it has a full kind of harness across the chest and then a, a wide strap that goes kind of across the belly um but like below his junk so he pees in front of that <laughs> strap there is for dogs with i think abnormally short penises or it's not even the length it's how far back it's set yeah it's There's the length a, of the body i guess right the, well no it's like is oh, the yeah. is the penis back between the legs really far <laughs> when when they were asking me like the the rescue group gave us we have a couple of these harnesses from them and they're like uh, does he need the like there's a different shape for dogs with penises that are like set far back or something and I was like I'm in here looking at his junk and it's like there's a guideline on the website like is the tip of the penis ahead of the front of the thigh and I was like I can't believe how much time I spent studying his business and he's like don't shame me don't shame me Jen anyway <laughs> it's fine it's fine the down vast there. majority of dogs need the regular one Stop which he does. At my, down there. Uh, but it kind of goes across and so they're we're very well supported if you just pick him up and I kind of use it when he's walking just to put a little pres upward pressure on his back legs. So I'm not carrying them, but I'm making it a little lighter for him back there. Yeah. It's so good. It's it so is, good. It, is, it, is a, it works really well. And he can, I mean, I feel like he's, he's comfortable enough in it that he can lie in it. And he's not, you know, suffering or constricted or pinching or anything like that. I mean, it, I mean, just, it's, it just works. It's engineered for that. So, like, it, it's got the little, like, click together things, like, on a dog collar Every single one of them is padded, so there's not there's no clicky thing going against their skin. The bigger ones have like more padding around them, and it's set up so you can put it on them when they're laying down. So yeah. there's like there's the handle that goes across the back, like the shoulder blades, and then there's one that goes across the butt. Those two click together, so you can keep them in one unit or you can take them apart. And then the parts that go underneath disconnect from the top part, so you can basically just kind of slide your hand under the dog slide the thing through and then click it in so i put it on him when he's like laying down in any position all the time yeah i mean it's, it's a bit fine. of a, a logic puzzle to put it on him but it it all makes sense and and i could work and, and i could work it out <laughs> which is not guaranteed but it shows that it it's all logical and and set up yeah s sensibly it's it is a real lifesaver
So yeah, it uh, it's kind of like a parachute harness or something, but it works really well. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Um, so yeah, he's doing pretty good. He like when we brought him home, he was mostly tripoding, and he'd kind of toe touch, right? Like the bad leg, he'd touch it down on the ground, but he wouldn't put any weight on it. And he's putting a little bit of weight on it today. Um, More than I'd like, but he can regulate that, right? I mean, he's yeah. he's deciding if it hurts too much, he won't. Or he's got, as you pointed out, he's got a three legs, not not like me, one or two. Right, right. He's good. So, uh, yeah, the process is at this point. So we're doing passive range of motion, which is basically like you just bend their ankles and their knees and their hips just to to keep the muscles moving, or you can move the whole leg like they're riding a bicycle kind of shape, like the full range or like they're running, I guess the full range of motion. Um, and then we were icing it for the first couple days. Now we do warm compresses that kind of keep the swelling down, which works pretty well. Um, and that's all we do for the first couple weeks. And then starting, um, after two weeks, then we start doing some mild kind of physical therapy stuff to just strengthen, get them learning to put weight back on it and then he can start going for walks five minutes a day twice or five minute walks twice a day this is like when we first got him yeah um yeah just kind of inched up but he loves yesterday he was like i was walking all the other dogs and he's like please every time i'd leash a dog up he'd start wagging his tail he loves walks he thinks it's so exciting yeah and i was like all right i'm gonna take him and he goes like no 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 don't take him and i was like i have to so i like click his collar on and we walked across the street and he sniffed, deeply sniffed in all of the neighbors, like gr- ornamental grasses in his front yard. And then we came back. And he was just <laughs> thrilled. I mean, it's less distance than when he walks into the backyard. Yeah, that's true. He can go back. further in the backyard. Uh, but yeah. he's like, I went for a walk, you guys. And he walked across <laughs> the street, sniffed three plants. Very proud of himself. For five minutes and walked home. Uh, so, yeah, he's being a really good spirit about it. Now, he barks like a jerk anytime he wants something including in the middle of the <laughs> he night would, he is a bad patient if we give him one of those little bells he'd be ringing it all the time to summon us and then like he all he wants to do is go outside so we're like okay it's one in the morning voodoo's barking to wake us up one of us goes and lets him outside and he's like i'm gonna sleep out here yeah, he just I'm, lays down I lie down that's when we sometimes have had him out of the harness at night because we think you know is he more comfortable and then it's uh well, then you got to bribe him in, frankly. We're not, you know, dragging him in. No. you got to get boots, 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 <laughs> boots, foods, and that'll get his attention. But and he'll come for it. Still, the, the lesson is keep the harness on him, and then you can just pick him up. Yeah, I mean, it's good to take it off when he's sleeping, because if you leave it on, like, full time all the time, sure. like, it can rub on him. But uh, and, and the good thing is he'll come for those chicken snacks. Like, he, he gets up and comes snacks. for them. Uh, but there's a lot of, like... All right, Boots, you've been laying out here. Come inside. And he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he tries to, like, snag the snack and then go back to go back down. Yes, Like, lay sure. back down. He's like, I'm not quite inside now. Not ready. <laughs> anyway. No. <laughs> the, the nice thing is, like, we he was just in the office for a few days. And now we're kind of, we put him in there at night so he doesn't try to climb the stairs or get on the couch. But for the rest of the time, he's out in the rest of the house with everybody else. And we're pr- we were worried that someone would step on his knee frankly or in his mm-hmm. broken leg and, and so far everyone seems to be pretty mellow about it and he hasn't been in the thick of anything it turns out he is a cause of much of this the the chaos yes and if when he's not allowed to participate the chaos is limited indeed although you know guac is also guac and vink were going at it today again vink 
is sort of the annoying little sister and is like, hey, 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 I guess she's the big sister. She's the older sister, but she's littler. Yeah, we do. She like, that's the thing. Him. We need to put them outside when they do that because they will accidentally bump into food. So. Oh, yeah. Venk will get the zoomies and like fly around the room. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where like each individual dog is okay, but the combination of them is like everything requires more maintenance and supervision and handling than it does. And I was working on this work project today that's like sort of urgent and a lot of work, like one of these things where I just need to work for like 10 hours straight on it. And so I, I'm like, because someday my butt won't hurt, but today's not that day. I'm like scrunched all down on the couch, so I'm not hurting my butt. And, you know, like super slouchy, real squished in there, trying to write this thing. And then somebody needs a thing. Somebody barks or somebody jumps Someone's or somebody's panting. Shoe his way out of somebody's the baby doing gate. a thing. And, and I was thinking, I'm like, you know, like you think about people who have one dog and you think about like, how, how much does that dog disrupt you when you're working? Like sometimes you go a couple hours and they don't. And then sometimes like once or twice an hour, they'll bug you. And then you just multiply that by six and it means like every five or 10 minutes a dog is, is interrupting you. And like occasionally you get a half hour stretch, but usually it's like every 10 minutes you have to get up, interrupt what you're doing and get up and do a dog thing. So it is, it can be quite disruptive. This is the thing in the middle of the night. They, if they all six went at once, it could take five minutes, but they all go in succession. So it takes like half an hour. You know what? <laughs> when we had... Maggie and Jasmine and Riley and Hopper and Vink and Queso, yeah. they all fucking went out together. <laughs> It'd be like, okay, everybody, time to pee before bed. And all six dogs would go outside yep. and do their business and come in, and then they'd all go to bed. We are With all these dogs we have now, we're just chasing the original squad, which yeah. was perfect. But they, but all of them, like Vink and Hops have bad habits now, too, where Vink's like, I'm going to sleep through the first three or four dogs going out, and then I'm going to be like, oh, I need to go outside now. Is, uh, can anyone let me out? <laughs> I'm like, Vink, come on. And then Hops goes, and then we're lying in bed, and Hops goes, I'm kind of hungry. Can I eat some more dinner? It's it's just a little much right now. It's a lot of a lot. Yeah. It'll it'll all get better. No, that's right. New foster dog and voodoo surgery, literally the same day, uh, was too much. And you know what? It's going to be fine. Like, it. (laughs) Remy in a month will be fully regulated on insulin. He will be fully rid of the goddamn testosterone that's making him an asshole. And probably in two months, he'll have his vision back. And he's going to be like mostly a normal dog who just needs shots. And at that point, Voods is going to be all better too. I mean, his fragility is going to drop way down in a week where he doesn't have the staples and he can walk a little bit more. You know, like he still has to be careful. He can't run or play, but it's not going to be like, ooh, like don't let anything come near him. So it's it's going to be fine. It's just a few few more weeks. Of you know, we were bored. We were getting out of the dog. It was always, you know, we always, it's so, <laughs> I mean, we could predict the, all of this. We kind of know it, but we choose not to act on it and we choose to accept it in advance and then we can still complain about it but yeah you know, it's, it's okay to overall about it it's gonna be fine it's just it is a lot it's a lot yep all right uh and, and we'll probably do it again 
Well, now we're pretty filled up. <laughs> yeah, we can't. I know we've had seven before, but that was very hard. Yeah, that was a, with the couple that didn't work, walk real well, and there was a blind one in yeah, there. That was and a lot of like, work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, if we were to go up to seven, that would have to be. It would not be a great going. Like we have a special medical case for you. It would be like we have a perfect. We have a former seeing eye dog, whose <laughs> owner sadly passed away, and the dog is retiring. And would you please take this perfectly trained dog who does their business on command and... (laughs) Could be an example for all your other knuckleheads. And I'd be like, sure, we'll take two. And here, you can have Vink. I'm looking at each one of you knuckleheads. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's that's how good GR Dogster will be back this week, back tomorrow. We, uh, we, did we talk about this? I think we did. That we had planned this vacation... I don't being know down if we were the in such detail. I think we did. It's embarrassing. And we're flying down to the Keys to go on vacation by our house and then flying back. So Zier Dog Sitter will be here, but Remy's going someplace else um, to get individual caretaking. So she'll have just voods to deal with. Yes, a, lot of, a lot of voods. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's actually pretty low maintenance other than like wanting to go outside all the time. Like, <laughs> and being dead weight. <laughs> yeah, well... The, the good thing is we're leaving her plenty of boots foods to yes, get that's to true. move around with. Uh, no, no limits for, for, you know, when it's necessary. All right, so Geodad, I'm looking at my list of topics here, and one of them is death nut. Yeah, I don't want to do death nut now. All right, I'll we're just try, add... We're flying tomorrow morning. The last thing I want to do is have death nut in my stomach. But you can introduce the topic because it's a good tease for the our, next podcast. Our friend the Carruthers sent us a death nut. <laughs> Actually, the two-player version of the Death Nut. <laughs> two-player version of a Death Nut. It's uh, it's like the, whatever the Death Chip that we got. It's you know it's super, you know the world's hottest pepper powder on a nut. I know, but Death Nut sounds <laughs> death awesome. Death Nut is so good. So it's actually anyway. six nuts. They're increasing heat. I uh, I have proposed that we just start with Death Nut number worst. Just, let's skip the stupid intermediate ones Aren't and just we, do the bad ones. We're never going to eat the other ones then. I mean, Fine. we paid for them. I mean, you... All right, how about this? <laughs> let's together each have one super mega death nut, and then you can have all the rest of the nuts by yourself. I'll mix them in. Oh, here's what I'll do. I'm going to buy a can of Planters Mixed Nuts, and I'll put the other 10 nuts in it for a surprise. So you'll be like, ooh, honey roasted peanut. Mmm, a cashew. Oh, death nut number five. How about that? I'm... No. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing... Death nut. I'm not looking forward to the experience. <laughs> I mean, it's a dare, and so I'm going to do it. And it's eating weird stuff, which I'm, fine, be great. I'm fine with. Um, but, you know, it's a very ominous box, and it has <laughs> flames on it. And, like, you know, doom-looking things. Death nut. <laughs> the name, Yeah. All right. Well, look for it. Maybe when we're if we do a no rules podcast this weekend, which is tentatively the plan, yeah. maybe we'll do Death Nut then. That'd yeah, be yeah, good yeah, no yeah. rules podcast. If, if, you know, but again, sitting on a plane tomorrow morning, I I, I might really regret this. Okay. So I'm, well, we're I'm not gonna. gonna do it. I'm gonna. Eh. We have all kinds of topics for a no rules podcast. Oh, yeah. Landscaping. We'll have to do video of the Death Nut too. To make no, sure no, we don't have to do that. If I pass out, that you'll have videotaped it. Okay, so that's it for dog updates. Uh, yeah. Ingo has printed out. He's brought a printout to the oh table. Oh, my God. Don't tell all my secrets. 
What, what are you doing? You don't need what? Oh, your glasses. You do need Oh, it. yeah. <laughs> I could read it for you. All right. What is this? Taste of the Keys? I don't know what this printout is. He just showed up with a stapled together set of papers. It's Taste of the Keys. Okay. Go I mean, for it's, it. It's two stories that caught my eye. One said, man in stolen Jeep out of Key West arrested. And, I, and what do I drive? A Jeep. And we're here and not in, key, in the Keys where my Jeep is. So your I thought, Jeep is here, though. Well, now it is, but it yep. wasn't at the time. No, that's true. This is an older story. <laughs> it is from like a week ago. <sighs> Sorry. Jeez. A 40-year-old man was arrested Saturday after he stole a Jeep in Key West. I'm still worried about it. Sad. Yeah, he's charged with resisting arrest, which is kind of a one-size-fits-all. No, nobody's too jazzed about being arrested. The incident became, began at 9.34 a.m., when Key West police issued a be-on-the-lookout alert. Bolo. It's a bolo for a stolen orange Jeep. And then I was more relieved because mine's red. Well, they could still get it wrong. Key West police advised the Jeep was left running unattended when the suspect, later identified as the suspect, drove <laughs> away northbound in it on US-1. So someone left it running at 9.30 in the morning. And this guy jumped in it and drove away. I just want to note that I leave my car running all the time, but the Jeeps don't work if the key fob is out of the car, so I always take the key fob with me. He, this, missed, this might have been one where you just leave the key in the car, right? Mm -hmm. The old-fashioned one. No, we can, lock, we can lock ourselves out of the car, lock the car when the car is running, which yeah. is handy when it's full of dogs, which is why we do it, right? Yeah. The Jeep was outfitted with a GPS that allowed the owner to relay its location to law enforcement, which worries me. Mine probably has that, too. I don't like that. Okay. And not that I'll steal my own, you know what I mean. Yep. Anyway, Deputy Tom Fricky successfully spiked the Jeep near mile marker oh, 23. So he got love the 23 miles and then got spiked. Wow, yeah. That's big pine-ish, right? No, well, no, I guess no. We know. It's like Kujo. The vehicle got spiked and then turned into the old shrimp farm property <laughs> on Summerland Key. There's That's no Summerland. address. It's just, you know, the old shrimp farm property. You know where that is. I, I mean, I have a vague notion <laughs> where the Jeep was found unattended and still running. I guess this thing just doesn't turn off. Maybe it was broken. I mean, if you're jumping out of a Jeep, why bother turning it off? Well, and if you got into it when it was running, why would you turn it off? Yeah, yeah it seems yeah. fine. A U.S. Border Patrol canine unit arrived to assist. This is interesting. Dogs. Dogs. The suspect was found in the water nearby <laughs> by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation <laughs> Commission. It's so key. Suspect was taken to jail. So he ran. He tried to escape by road. That's a mistake. Mm -hmm. One road. And then he turned off the main road. Shrimp farm. Didn't realize the land ended. <laughs> <laughs> tried to run away there's no like forest to run into it's just mangroves and you can't get through them so he jumps in the water yeah they'll get you in there too because how far can you swim and it sounds like they found him by boat <laughs> like the fish and wildlife conservation commission found him i mean it's just it's got a lot of things in it yeah it's the dog, a good one. i like the dog yeah he was taken to jail he was taken to jail he was also taken to jail yeah but they didn't give the uh dog's name but it's a border patrol canine so it's not what's yeah. her name coral Coral. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Did you say you have two? Yeah, it's two. Okay. The other one is also kind of Keysian, but very violent. Oh. Well, sort of. Couple arrested after attacking two deputies. Oh. Here's a dumb idea. Dumb yeah. humans. That's not going to work out for you. A Homestead, Florida couple was arrested Saturday after attacking two deputies at an Isla Mirada restaurant. Just to be clear, Homestead is not in the Keys. It's no. before the Keys. And Isla Mirada is, yeah. is much closer to Miami than we yeah. live. It's the upper Keys. 
and then this is the, the writing in these police reports. The melee began when Detective uh, Molina and Deputy Samansky went to break up a 1 a.m. fight. Five bucks on fracas being used. Maybe. That, it usually follows melee. At the Hog Heaven Sports Bar and Grill, which yep. is right on I Route 1. Is, so yeah. 1 a.m., melee in a bar, that's bad. One of the men involved in the fight, suspect one, grabbed Detective Molina from behind and placed him in a chokehold. <gasps> Oh, you're going to jail Suspect number one then began striking Detective Molina in the face. What? <laughs> I know, right? Like, what the heck? Detective Molina took Floyd, took the suspect to the ground. Detective Molina and Deputy Samansky were placing suspect in handcuffs <laughs> when suspect two, Rebecca Leach, <laughs> kicked Deputy Samansky in the head. Oh, no. And kicked Detective Molina in the hand. I can just see her, like, drunkenly running up from behind. Kicking at the police officers and, like, just flailing. They just placed her into custody. Detective Molina suffered bruises to his face. Huh. They were both taken to jail. Yeah. So that was... Kicked in the face. Like, what makes It's not going to work out for you guys. I mean, there's no reason to believe they weren't uniformed in a chokehold. Yeah. Bad idea. Bad idea. Look, I mean, the cops can do assholey things. I'm not saying that these cops were. It seems like they were just breaking up a fight. But the cops can sure. and often do assholey things. It's still not going to work out for you if you put one in a chokehold. No, and this is like he grabbed the cop from behind. So it doesn't sound like it was a, a, a confrontation face-to-face, right? Yeah. He just was... He, I mean, he must have been drunk off his mind, but... God, guys, guys, guys. Yeah. At least it's not that guy that we did on uh, Murders in Paradise who got in a fight and then just randomly shot his gun into the street, into Duval Street. He was, like, down an alley. And he and his girlfriend were fighting, and some bystander stepped in to break it up. And uh, one, then the girlfriend started beating up the bystander. And two, the guy, like, just randomly started, he was very drunk, started firing his gun into the street. Into windows and, I mean, at... But like it's to undevall street on the like yeah. weekend night, it's it's a miracle that nobody died. That's right. Uh, I mean the the good news is that there were no firearms involved in this, yeah. and, and everyone is walked away. Yep. You know they'll go to jail probably maybe, but that's mm, fine. Yeah, I would think yes. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna go down and taste the keys a little bit, and then we're actually driving back down to the keys with the whole squad next weekend. So. Um, we've only got a couple days of Maryland really left. Yeah, I can do a German word if you want. Oh, I yeah. I can't remember if we had one we, we talked d- about. What was the one that we talked about? I can't remember. My memory is a sieve these I days. I should have written it down. I was like, oh, I'm i got to write down that German word. trying really hard to maintain the conversion rate of insulin from 40 to 100 and what pills, who gets what day. So, yeah. Well... You want to pick a different one? Yeah. Just the speaking of the Euro 2021 soccer tournament mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's being played. No, it's done. Yes. The German word for overtime. Hmm. Well, it's not really the overtime, is it? It's the the time that they play after 90 minutes. 
This is the stupidest thing about soccer. They don't stop the clock, and then it's like randomly, like, oh, okay, all the time is up. Well, randomly, let's add some other minutes. And then those minutes are done, and then they keep playing. We were watching the England-Italy game, and it's like 90 minutes are done. And then they had six minutes, and then the six minutes are done, and then they were continuing playing. It's such a I don't understand it. It's such a cultural difference, too. Oh, it makes me very upset. American sports, right? The rest of the world accepts this, right? Every other sport accepts this. I don't know. Cricket doesn't have a clock. I mean, baseball doesn't have a clock either, but there's a different end point. I bet you Aussie Rules has a running clock, too. They don't stop it when it goes out of bounds. You do your word, and I'm going to look it up. I'm betting you it 100% is not like extra fucking time. Well, that may may be true, but the key to soccer has always been, this is how I learned it in Germany, is that only the ref controls the time. Nobody else really knows when the game will end and does end. Which is which okay. is brilliant. I just want to say this is different than a running clock. Like I also think the running clock is dumb. So some dude acts like he got shot because somebody ran past him and caused a slight breeze, and he flails around, and they don't stop the clock for that. I think that's dumb. But I would be fine with it if they're like, and at ninety minutes we blow the whistle and everybody stops. My no, pro- because that allows the flailing guy to you know that's take That's why advantage. you should stop the clock. No, that's, what, that's why you add time at the end. But you're not timing how long the dude is the flailing. The ref has a sense. The, it's bullshit. The ref knows. They didn't used to say either how many minutes they were going to add on. It was just completely secret. Like they would just go. Dumb. Now, at least after 90 minutes, they say we're adding on four minutes. This is why Europe is minutes. failing. And I don't actually know. Is this European? It could be something else. It's they worldwide. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's Dumb. FIFA. At least FIFA. Dumb. <laughs> Anyway, it's called Nachspielzeit. It's after oh. play time, after the time after the after the playing of the game. Dumb. Added, added time they call it in English. But I I can't. I want to like soccer. I want to like it. I want to be able to pick teams and like it. But one, this clock thing makes me mad. Two. Women's soccer way more exciting than men's soccer because men's soccer is a bunch of dudes. Yes, agreed. There's a, so there's a, a web comic on Facebook called Stan, Stably Cap. <laughs> yes. It's a hockey, like for Stanley Cup, it's a hockey thing. And uh, and there, I guess during the last World Cup, they it's very poorly drawn comics. It really they, is. They have some soccer player like laying on the ground, like grabbing his <laughs> knee. And then I think Sidney Crosby walks up to him. I think it's supposed to be Sidney Crosby. And he's like, that's not very sportsmanlike. We're really disappointed in you. I think you need to like reevaluate your life and just the fact that, you know, you would do this, like, you know, it's really, you know, disrespectful. And then the, the, the next frame is just like the soccer guy and his eyes are really big and he's crying and like, shaking <laughs> a little bit. He got called out. God, it's like the nonsense, the, the nonsense of the men rolling around. The diving and the, and the dra- dramatic... Oh clutching of body parts it's not necessary no. there are tough sports there is rugby there are there's australian rules there's american football where there are real injuries all the time and nobody reacts like that nope they, they are seriously hurt those guys and women and they i mean they they might be taken out but they're not writhing in pain the way the soccer players it's just, no it's just, i'm not saying like if you get hurt come out of what you're doing yeah but this fake i mean the fakeness of it that like 
I get that sometimes they get hurt, but most of the time, nothing has happened. Yeah. They're like, oh, some guy like nudged me. Well, I'm going to roll around on the it ground. It hurt when I, when I fell down onto the ground. Like, okay, we know. Get back up. It's fine. It's so bad. So, like, I really can't get past that. But, all right, even if we allow that. Like, women's soccer, I can watch more because there's way less of that in women's soccer. But honestly, it's kind of boring. There's a lot of time that there's not much shit happening. They've women's just... soccer is better. I, I agree. Women's soccer is better. But there is still a decent amount of time, even in women's soccer, where there's just, like, the ball kind of gets kicked around. Yeah, there's a lot of... Nobody's doing too much. They're kind of, of walking around. It's a lot of strategy. Kick it down to the other side. But, There's one person down there. But I think it's some people. I mean, this this may may not apply to you, but some people like like pitchers' battles in baseball too, right? Very we're, different. We're arguably, no. Is it though? Profoundly different. N- There's no score. Yeah. The 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 the, you know, the the achievement is that nobody can score. Okay, but think of it like that, where it's all penalty kicks in soccer. Somebody could score every single time there's a pitch. And then there's like suspense building up. Is he going to get out? Is he going to get on base? The fact that like there's three guys kicking it around like back by their goalie and then Uh, they're like walking it out. Like, I mean, that's this is also men's soccer these days where possession is all and it isn't connected to offense. I I look at I'm not totally disagreeing with you. Listen, I just want to say I've. I've tried very hard with an open mind and an open heart and enthusiasm for finding a new sport to like because I like sports. Yeah. And I can't. It's not that I don't get it. It's that I don't like it. No, interesting. It's like there are people who are like, I don't like Brussels sprouts. And you're like, have you ever had a Brussels sprout? And if they're like, no, then you can go, you got to try it. Sure. I've tried this Brussels sprout prepared 15 different ways. Huh. And I... The the women's is okay. I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah, women's soccer's great. Um, but I, no no men's soccer. I cannot. I have tried and I cannot. The American soccer league may stop the clock. But they mm-hmm. may actually stop the clock when it goes out. It's still, it doesn't get. Look, you can get past that. I mean, that and the diving are both problems. But even if you get past that, it's still kind of boring. It's kind of boring. Yeah. Well, yeah. I grow up on it. Yeah, no, I understand. I mean, I get why baseball is boring to a lot of people. I only really got into baseball when I learned to keep score. Yeah. Like, keep you, a scorecard. If you if you can do that or if you've played it, I think you look at it yeah. differently and may may notice things besides, you know, just the, the scoring plays, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, with that diatribe, uh, <laughs> maybe we'll talk to you all this weekend with a No Rules podcast. Well, maybe it's No Rules, so you can't tell us what to do. No. And uh, until next week, go get vaccinated if you haven't already. Come on. Come on. Don't be an idiot. If you have questions, I, send me a DM and I will honestly talk through all kinds of things with you with no judgment and no harshness. I'll, I'll explain to you why it's okay. It doesn't cost nothing. I'm none. a scientist. It's free. It doesn't cost nothing. It's free and, and you won't die and you won't get long COVID and your life will be better and you won't get other people sick. And you can strut around because you know you're, you know, cool. And better. And better. Yeah. Uh, And also, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. That's always true. Yes, yes, yes. Bye. Okay, bye.